0: time is time is time is time
1: And welcome to the ABI 1.0 podcast I'm your host, Terry Thompson And this is our Halloween special episode Wow, we've got a lot to talk about There's a lot to do on this episode That being the case Let's get started You know, don't let any moss grow, grow on your feet or Is that the saying? I don't know uh, Anyway, let's find out how all this Halloween and trick-or-treating all began
2: From communion with the dead to pumpkins and pranks, Halloween is a patchwork holiday stitched together with cultural, religious, and occult traditions that span centuries. It all began with the Celts, a people whose culture had spread across Europe more than 2,000 years ago. October 31st was the day they celebrated the end of the harvest season in a festival called Samhain. That night also marked the Celtic New Year and was considered a time between years, a magical time when the ghost of the dead walked the earth. It was
0: the time when
2: the veil
0: between death and life was supposed to be at its thinnest.
2: On Samhain, the villagers gathered and lit huge bonfires to drive the dead back to the spirit world and keep them away from the living. But as the Catholic Church's influence grew in Europe, it frowned on the pagan rituals like Samhain. In the 7th century, the Vatican began to merge it with a church-sanctioned holiday. So November 1st was designated All Saints' Day to honor martyrs and the deceased faithful.
0: Both of these holidays had to do with
2: the afterlife
0: and about survival after death. It was a calculated
2: move on the part of the church to bring more people into the fold. All Saints' Day was known then as Hallowmas. Hallow means holy or saintly. So the translation is roughly Mass of the Saints. The night before, October 31st, was All Hallow's Eve, which gradually morphed into Halloween. The holiday came to America with the wave of Irish immigrants during the potato famine of the 1840s. They brought several of their holiday customs with them, including bobbing for apples and playing tricks on neighbors, like removing gates from the front of houses. The young pranksters wore masks so they wouldn't be recognized. But over the years, the tradition of harmless tricks grew into outright vandalism. Back in the 1930s, it really became a dangerous uh, holiday. I mean,
0: there was um, such uh, hooliganism and vandalism. Trick-or-treating was originally a extortion
2: deal. Give us candy or we'll uh, trash your house. Storekeepers and neighbors began giving treats or bribes to stop the tricks. children were encouraged to travel door to door for treats as an alternative to troublemaking by the late 30s trick-or-treat became the holiday greeting trick-or-treat can i help you well that depends do you have any kick-cap bars heck i'll take anything without toffee it's a real bitch on the fillings hey don't call me a bitch you're the bitch bitch what (laughs) <laughs>
0: Seriously, though, trick-or-treat.
2: <laughs> are you a little old to be trick-or-treating?
0: Wait, is 43 too old to be in the Halloween spirit? And by spirit, I don't mean
2: ghost. Heck, I'm not that old.
0: What?
1: Halloween has become so popular that it's even developed its own Eve, where... Participants involved themselves in more mischievous activities. Devil's Night started many years ago as Mischief Night with mild-mannered pranks such as toilet-papering homes or games like Ding Dong Ditch. These pranks, however, evolved into serious acts of vandalism and arson in the 1970s and have continued occurring on the days surrounding the Halloween holiday ever since. We're not in a rush to be most popular.
2: Not in a rush not to be.
0: <laughs> Real bourbon, no apologies. If it's for you, you'll know. Ah,
1: Thank you.
0: Wild turkey, it'll find you. Don't drink and drive. You just might save a life. Plus, the police are watching.
1: You are listening to the ABI 1.0 podcast. If you would like to comment on an episode, suggest a topic for a future show, or just want to say hey, drop us a message. We enjoy hearing from our listeners. Now, if you'll excuse me, I got a boogie. I asked Google during my research on this episode about Halloween about uh, how many movies about Halloween have been made. It came back 13. Well, it was talking about the franchise sequel Halloween. So I changed my query to say how many theatrical movies have been made about the subject of Halloween. Theatrical movies. And what I found out There are well over a thousand theatrical movies pertaining to Halloween that have been released. And uh, I can tell you, it's a very popular subject because there have been so many sequels made. Well, for instance, Halloween 13 and there are others. That figure included all Halloween related movies, not just the Halloween franchise. Dear God, there's so many to choose from.
0: Halloween. The
1: night he came home. In a truly frightening turn of events for you trick or treaters, you know we've seen a steady stream of product and food shortages in 2022, and now it seems they're coming after you. They warned us, Hershey's warned us, that they're due for a Halloween candy shortage this Halloween. So I guess instead of your favorite candy, we're gonna have to go back to the old way of doing things. (laughs) What do you think of those candied caramel apples and popcorn balls? In order to stay relevant, Topical and up-to-date. I found out information that at this recording was only three days old They're expecting that spending on costumes is expected to reach 3.6 billion with a B this year and that's according to the National Retail Foundation survey the most since 2017 spending on costumes for adults could reach 1.7 billion dollars this year 200 million more than last year meanwhile the NRF is projecting a record $710,000,000 of expenditure on pet costumes this year. So don't complain if you get a doggy biscuit or two in with your candy. Uh, It's confusing at times. Then there's the haunted houses. So how many people go to haunted houses each year? Well, some haunted events attract over 40 to 60,000 guests, but those numbers are around 1 to 2 percent of all attractions in America. About 10 percent of all attractions in America average between 12,000 and 20,000 paid guests. After all, Halloween is the second largest commercial holiday in the United States. The large attractions can make up to $3 million a year, while even the small businesses may make around $50,000. Your profits will be dependent on your resourcefulness when it comes to finding the equipment, costumes, and actors. After all, a good zombie doesn't come cheap. 10.6 billion. Halloween 2022 spending has reached an all-time high of 10.6 billion according to the National Retail Foundation. A total up from the $10.1 billion spent in 2021 and a massive increase from the $8 billion spent in 2020. The leap in spending between 2020 and 2021 is the biggest on record. We expend all this time and energy and material, all this money, for what? We are in a quest to be frightened. What is it about the human animal that makes us search out getting scared and scaring? I ask you.
0: Somewhere right now, people are lining up to scare themselves, maybe with a thrill ride or horror movie. In fact, in October of 2015 alone, about 28 million people visited a haunted house in the U.S., (laughs) but many consider this behavior perplexing, asking the question, what could possibly be fun about being scared? Fear has a bad rap, but it's not all bad. For starters, fear can actually feel pretty good. When a threat triggers our fight or flight response, our bodies prepare for danger by releasing chemicals that change how our brains and bodies function. This automatic response jumpstarts systems that can aid in survival. They do this by making sure we have enough energy and are protected from feeling pain while shutting down non-essential systems like critical thought. Feeling pain-free and energized while not getting caught up in worrisome thoughts that normally occupy our brains, that all sounds great. And it can be because this response is similar, though not exactly the same, to what we experience in positive high arousal states like excitement, happiness, and even during sex. The difference lays in the context. If we're in real danger, we're focused on survival, not fun. But when we trigger this high arousal response in a safe place, we can switch over to enjoying the natural high of being scared. It's why people on roller coasters can go from screaming to laughing within moments. Your body is already in a euphoric state, you're just relabeling the experience.
1: Life had been good to Chris McNeil. She was a successful actress. Her daughter, Reagan, was a happy, healthy 12-year-old. Until that night at the party, when a terrible force entered their lives and strange things began to happen. Nobody expected it. Nobody believed it. And nothing could stop it. I mean,
0: that thing upstairs isn't my daughter. You tell me you know for a fact that an exorcism wouldn't do any good.
2: You tell me that!
1: The one hope. The only hope. The Exorcist. Rated R.
0: Mother. What's wrong with me?
1: The Halloween season brings with it many types of spooky scenarios. None is more relevant than a cemetery. Setting aside the scary connotation and its easy-to-spot folklore, stunning architecture, cultural significance, and hidden green spaces, in an ode to the deceased you can find highly personalized ornate designed headstones, In cemeteries everywhere are starting to give guided tours at Halloween for that extra cash. You might as well know that Halloween has never been an exclusive American holiday. Halloween, celebrated annually on October 31st, is one of the world's oldest holidays, Although it's derived from ancient festivals and religious rituals, Halloween is still widely celebrated today in a number of countries around the globe. In countries such as Ireland, Canada, and the United States, traditions include costume parties, trick-or-treating, pranks, and games. Versions of the holiday are celebrated elsewhere, too. In Mexico and other Latin American countries, Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead, honors deceased loved ones and ancestors. In England, Guy Fawkes Day, which falls on November 5th, is commemorated with bonfires and fireworks. Hey, where's the candy on that? In Mexico, Latin America, and Spain, All Souls Day, which takes place on November 2nd, is commemorated with a three-day celebration that begins on the evening of October 31st. The celebration is designed to honor the dead who is believed to return to the earthly homes on Halloween. Many families construct an altar to the dead in their homes to honor deceased relatives and decorate it with candy, flowers, photographs, and samples of the deceased's favorite foods and drinks. Often a wash basin and towel are left out so the spirit can wash before indulging in the feast. Candles and incense are burned to help the deceased find the way home. Relatives also tidy the grave sites of their departed family members. This can include snipping weeds, making repairs, and painting. The grave is then decorated with flowers, wreaths, or paper streamers. On November 2nd, relatives gather at the gravesite to picnic and reminisce. Some gatherings even include tequila and a mariachi band. Here's how they celebrate Guy Fawkes Day in England. On the evening of November 5th, Bonfires are lit throughout England, effigies are burned, and fireworks are set off. Although it falls around the same time and has some similar traditions, this celebration has little to do with Halloween or the ancient Celtic festival of Salmon. The English, for the most part, stopped celebrating Halloween as Martin Luther's Protestant Reformation began to spread. As followers of the new religion did not believe in saints, they had no reason to celebrate the Eve of All Saints Day. However, a new autumn ritual did emerge, Guy Fawkes Day. Festivities were designed to commemorate the execution of notorious English traitor Guy Fawkes. You've seen the masks. The original Guy Fawkes Day was celebrated right after his execution. The first bonfires, which were called bone fires, were set up to burn effigies and symbolic bones of the Catholic Pope. It was not until two centuries later that effigies of the Pope were replaced with those of Guy Fox. In addition to making effigies to be burned in the fires, children in some parts of England also walk the streets carrying an effigy, or Guy, and ask for a penny for the Guy, <laughs> although they keep the money for themselves. This is as close to the American practice of trick-or-treating as can be found in England today. Guy Fawkes Day was even celebrated by the pilgrims as the first settlement of Plymouth. However, as the young nation began to develop its own history, Guy Fawkes was celebrated less frequently and eventually died out. Pumpkins with ghoulish faces and illuminated by candles are a sure sign of the Halloween season the practice of decorating jack-o'-lanterns originated in Ireland, where large turnips and potatoes served as early canvases. In fact, the name jack-o'-lantern comes from an Irish folktale about a man named Stingy Jack. Irish immigrants brought the tradition to America, home of the pumpkin, and it became an integral part of Halloween festivities. By the way, according to the story, Stingy Jack invited the devil to have a drink with him. True to his name, Stingy Jack did not want to pay for his drinks, so he convinced the devil to turn himself into a coin that Jack could use to buy their drinks. Once the devil did this, Jack decided to keep the money and put it into his pocket next to a silver cross, which prevented the devil from changing back to his original form. Jack eventually freed the devil under the condition that he would not bother Jack for one year and that, should Jack die, he would not claim his soul. The next year, Jack again tricked the devil into climbing into a tree to pick a piece of fruit. While he was up the tree, Jack carved a sign of the cross into the tree's bark so that the devil could not come down until the devil promised Jack not to bother him for another ten more years. Soon after, Jack died. As the legend goes, God would not allow such an unsavory figure into heaven. The devil, upset by the trick Jack had played on him and keeping his word not to claim his soul, would not allow Jack into hell. He sent Jack off into the dark night with only a burning coal to light his way. Jack put the coal into a carved out turnip and has been roaming the earth with ever since. The Irish began to refer to this ghostly figure as Jack of the Lantern and then simply Jack the Lantern. When I was a little kid, going trick-or-treating, I wanted to go as the invisible man so bad I could taste it, but it just wasn't technologically possible back in those days, which I'm not mentioning. Uh, But these days, who knows? We'll discuss costumes, Halloween costumes, when I return. So I'm back here in Kentucky at the Wild Turkey Distillery,
0: and I want to let you in on something. The folks here and I have created a new small batch of bourbon, Wild Turkey Long Branch, refined with Texas Mesquite Charcoal for smoky sweetness. It is my favorite bourbon on the planet. Wild Turkey Long Branch.
1: Real bourbon, no apologies.
0: These are the sounds of someone taking their eyes off the road. Texting while driving is more than distracting. It's dangerous. Do yourself a favor. Do us all a favor. When you're on the road, stay off the phone. A message from CTIA, America's Wireless Companies, and the National Safety Council.
1: I was looking in the lab of H1. When my eyes beheld an eerie sight For my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He
0: did the mash.
1: He did the monster man. The monster match It was a graveyard smash He did the mash. It got on in a flash He did the mash. He did the monster man. If you plan to dress up as a superhero or old-fashioned monster this Halloween, you probably won't be the only friendly neighborhood Spider-Man or fearsome fanged vampire on the block. They're two of the most popular costumes this October. From beloved characters, Harley Quinn and the Stranger Things gang to tried and true favorites like witches and dinosaurs, the most popular costume searches run the gamut from generic spooky to instantly recognizable. Americans are sticking to what they know this Halloween, it seems. Witches, pirates, Harley Quinn, and Batman all appeared in the top 10 costumes back in 2015 as well. To be fair, Halloween festivities have been muted since 2020 when COVID-19, remember that? (laughs) Made even the concept of candy collecting scary. The trends also reflect the times, and this year, Stranger Things dominated streaming, but will fans dress up as Eleven or Beckna. Batman appeared in a new film in March and the Sanderson sisters of Hocus Pocus made their grand return in a sequel to the original Halloween classic. The top 100 most popular costumes become more macabre, with infamous horror villains like Michael Myers of Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street's Freddy Krueger making appearances, as well as more lovable, cuddly characters like Minions and Baby Yoda. Huh, that's strange. I'm not expecting trick-or-treaters and what's even stranger is I don't have a doorbell. Let me go check this out. What the hell? Oh, excuse me. I didn't see all there. I was expect I didn't expect trick-or-treaters this year. And I, what is going on out here? Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, trick-or-treat, mister. Uh, if you don't mind, we're kind of in a rush. There's a bunch of us out here trick-or-treating this year, as you can tell from the street and all the people. So if you'll kind of put a move on it, man.
1: Well, I don't really have anything Well, Let's see what I've got here. Uh, here, you can have this leftover egg McMuffin that I didn't get to this morning. Well, no, it was that yesterday morning. Uh,
2: You suck, mister.
1: And for you, hey, what are you supposed to be, uh, a zombie? Wait, oh, those are real tourniquets. It must be really rough out there. Well, for you, I've got, uh, let's see, um, let's give you a half-pack of cigarettes. So, uh, here, uh, take this stapler. There's no staples in it anymore. <laughs> Yeah, well, happy Halloween to you, too. Uh, oh, I didn't see you standing there. Oh, you must be the parent or guardian of uh, those uh, terrorists. Uh, and you know what? I've got something for you. You need this boy that I do. All, all right. right, all yeah, right, all you right. you or anything, you just bring it straight from there. All right, I figured that. <laughs> well, I must say, Halloween has uh, certainly changed since I was a kid. So, uh. Till next time, this is your host, Terry Thompson. This is the ABI 1.0 podcast. And this time I'm going to say, happy Halloween. Hey, y'all get off my lawn, whatever's left of it.